0: Hey, what's up, guys? Before we do our normal content, just wanted to touch on uh, the passing of Kobe Bryant and all those on the helicopter with him. Absolutely devastating news, and neither Josh nor I are NBA fans or really even basketball fans um, to a large extent, at least not as much as... True fans would be, and at least not as much as we love football. But uh, we both loved, admired, appreciated, respected Kobe. He was a true meaning of an athlete. He was a fierce competitor that made everyone else around him better, which is the mark of a true leader. He outworked and outwanted. Everyone, And those are certainly qualities that I respect in an athlete. Um, outside of that, he clearly loved his family and his community, uh, whether it be the basketball community, the L.A. area, or just all of his fans from around the world, including the football community. And as we've seen on social media and various news outlets, uh, he was a huge fan of football, um, especially uh, Milan and Barcelona. And uh, just a huge supporter of the sport. And this community will miss him greatly. And uh, the sporting community will miss him greatly. And it's just a shame that someone like that had to go. But it it makes me step back and think about what an amazing athlete. God-given abilities combined with just that never-ending hunger to be the best he can possibly be. And I'll always remember him in that way. Okay. Onto the rest of the pod. What's going on, guys? It is Gary. Today is the 28th of January, which is a Tuesday. I hope everybody's doing well. We are nearly wrapping up Double Game Week 24, and if you're like us, you cannot wait for this game week to be over. A, it just feels like it sort of uh, has been just drawing out for far too long. Someone needs to put it out of its misery. Coupled with the fact that a lot of players didn't have the greatest performances, especially sort of the widely owned players or the most owned players. Lots of disappointing uh, performances by them as far as FPL goes. Not the least of which uh, are the injuries to Jamie Vardy and to Mane. And also, if you're like us, uh, you're even more miserable because you triple-captained Mane, or maybe just captained him uh, for the double. But either way, um, quite the blow. Klopp did come out earlier today to say that um, Mane would not feature against uh, West Ham in the second game of Liverpool's double game week, and will... Also, more than likely, uh, be out of uh, their home match against Southampton in Week 25, <clears throat> um, which is Saturday. So, <clears throat> if you've already sort of resigned to the fact that Mane is going to be out for this West Ham game um, in Week 24, you're really only dealing with uh, with one game that he's missing. So our advice on him is if you own him and if you have a decent team around him, then it may just be worth um, just holding on to him for one game and then he'll be ready to go. He'll actually be well-rested. And we know uh, what kind of product he can put out on the pitch. So not to worry um, that he won't return to form because he almost certainly will. And with the fixtures that Liverpool have coming up, Um, you know, he could do a lot of damage, um, really from week 26, when he gets back, um, all the way through, you know, other than the Man City game in week 32, all the way through game week 35, they're smooth sailing. And of course it is Liverpool. So even sort of the quote, unquote, more difficult fixtures really don't seem to pose much of a a challenge to them. Now, if you're impatient or you want to get rid of Mane for whatever reason, <clears throat> then um, Sala seems like the most natural replacement there, of course. Um, basically, the same price, on the same team, and uh, shares all those same great fixtures. Plus, gets the added benefit of having that Southampton game at home in week 25, where Mane more than likely won't. I don't think Klopp has ruled him out. Fully yet, but um, you know, barring any sort of drastic improvements, it seems like he will be out. Now, on the flip side of that, I mentioned Jamie Vardy. He has been declared fit uh, by Brendan Rodgers and, in fact, is featuring in uh, Leicester City's EFL Cup against Austin Villa this afternoon, which is being played actually as as we're recording this, he's on the bench. He didn't start. I'm sure he'll come on for probably what, 15, 20 minutes or so appearance just to get back on the pitch and get a little bit of uh in-game experience under his belt. And then he should be ready to go this weekend. Um, Leicester city are home to Chelsea also on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> You know the fixture difficulty rating. The FDR is a four, but we know that Chelsea's been conceding a lot of goals. We certainly know that Jamie Vardy can score goals, so um, I wouldn't let that hold me back necessarily um, from from either acquiring Vardy or um, at least holding on to. Him. All right, so I think he's a good get. A lot of managers have been talking about playing their wild cards, or maybe they already have played their wild cards. And it um, looks like we may do that too. And as we've mentioned in previous podcasts, you know, there's two schools of thought on this second wild card. First is use it as early as possible so that you can build a team that you think, you hope, will get you the most amount of points, and you accrue, you have, you have much more time to accrue all of those points over you know, the remaining weeks of the season. The other school of thought, then, is you wildcard right before a massive double game week, presumably filling your team with 15 players that have two games in that game week, and then you bench boost, so that you, in theory, have 15 players that play twice, assuming there's no rotation, um, 15 players that play twice in one game week, so effectively you're getting points from 30 players, so to speak, so definitely two schools of thought, now if you play your wild card properly, and you use your free transfers exactly as you line them out, then, um, you can probably get to a pretty similar place with your team come those double game weeks and the double game weeks are still being figured out. The teams are still being sorted out. We continue to post updates on the let's talk soccer Instagram page. So we won't go through all the scenarios here because there's some details and there's a lot of, you know, if this, then that sorts of things. Um, But those fixtures are starting to come into focus. So again, keep checking back on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. Uh, As cup fixtures, uh, especially the domestic cup fixtures, are being played out as they are this week, uh, we will definitely have a much clearer sense of how things are netting out and what those double and blank game weeks will look like. So I would expect by the end of this week we will have a much much better picture. Um, so stay tuned on that. All right, a bit more about game week twenty five and on. <clears throat> you know, this is with fourteen. If you count game week twenty five, with fourteen um, game weeks left to play, it's coming down to a um, point where <clears throat> the end is in sight and you can really start to map out the moves that you want to make especially as like i just mentioned the the doubles and the blanks start to come into focus you can really start to map out um, the kind of moves that you want to make so you can hopefully end the season uh in you know around or even better than what your goal was um or is so uh you know of course barring injuries and things like that unforeseen circumstances uh to really have a plan of maybe not down to the player level in some cases but certainly <clears throat> um you know either i want to move this player out or i want to make sure i bring in a player or a couple players from this team or these teams at least you can sort of get a sense i would recommend put it down put it in your computer put it on a notepad <clears throat> however You sort of keep track of all this, um, but, uh, you know, I think it sort of helps you, um, at least it helps us, in terms of um, just sort of seeing the the bigger picture of things and how things sort of fit together. In years past, and I'm sure we've done it this season, you know, we'll have a great idea for the next three or five weeks, and here's what we want to work towards, and here's what we're going to do week to week, and then we forget it. Because we didn't put it down somewhere, and we end up making a transfer in that very first week after we've created the plan. Um, and, you know, we've kind of blown everything from that standpoint. So, just some recommendations of how to sort of keep track. You know, this is also a period, too, where uh, I think we'll see a lot more people sort of straying from the template team because especially if you're trying to uh, make leaps with your rank, doing the same as everyone else isn't going to do it. You're all moving at the same pace. So, you know, I would suggest two, maybe three of your starters be differentials to some degree. Now, they don't have to be, you know, all three of them be under 10% ownership or even single-digit ownership, but to have one or two of those three be like that, I think, um, will be an advantage. And there's certainly enough good players. You look at like John Fleck, uh, only five or maybe 5.1 million pounds in the kind of value that he can bring, um, not only points-wise, but also enable you to make investments in other parts of your team. So, um, you know, look for those kinds of players. John Lundstrom and sort of his playing status has been... Uh, concern, a topic of conversation Uh, over the past couple of weeks. He's been benched uh, in a, came off early in one league match, was benched in another, and then I believe it was a a cup match. Uh, He was also benched. And, you know, of course, and rightfully so, there's a lot of speculation that maybe He's lost his starting spot, and he's sort of fell out, fallen out of favor. I suggest um, maybe giving it one more week, just to see. Especially if you have a lot of value tied up in him. It could just be that he needed a rest. It could be that he does get a, the start in the next game, which is away at Crystal Palace, and just, you know, that lit a fire under him, and he's just going to have a huge haul that day. So, You know, things like that tend to have um, a positive effect on athletes, especially professional athletes. So uh, if you can, I would recommend waiting and watching for one more game week, especially assuming that you have a decent bench that can give you coverage in the event that he doesn't play at all. Uh, Another player of conversation is Aubameyang. Arsenal have some pretty tasty fixtures coming up, and um, let's see. And of course, Aubameyang is is really um, the main choice out of that squad. I'm not quite sure I would take chances anywhere else, unless, of course, like we were just talking about. You know, you can grab someone for five million, five and a half million, and use him as Uh, you know, your fifth uh, midfielder, for example. But, you know, looking at Arsenal's fixtures from Game Week 25 through Game Week 33 minus Man City in Game Week 28, they've got some real tasty-looking fixtures. So Aubameyang, obviously well-rested. He's missed a a couple, a few games now, a couple league league matches and one cup match. So he's been out for a little bit. He will not only come back well-rested, but he will come back hungry and ready to jump on where he left off. So um, you know, we are certainly debating him. It's just uh, we don't have enough room for everyone that we want. But certainly, I think Aubameyang is a good get. Speaking of strikers, uh, there's also been some debate on Aguero and He's one of those players where, you know, if you're going to own him, you just have to accept the fact that his minutes will be managed. Uh, He will see the occasional rotation and miss a start. But despite all of that, he'll always be in the running for uh, in the top uh, goal scorers in the league, uh, towards the top in FPL points for forwards, if not among all players. So it's just something that, you know, he's 12 million pounds. Despite rotation and and shortened playing time, uh, I still think he's worth worth it. Um, He is a lot like Kobe that we talked about earlier. He's just a guy who uh, just performs consistently. And, uh, you know, when the game's on the line – Aguero steps up and can get the job done for his team. So um, even in, you know, limited uh, minutes on the pitch compared to a lot of the other options, uh, you know, his production rate is at least as high as almost all of them. Now, Man City do have some, you know, if you look at the FDRs and the, the colors, the green and the red, Uh, There's a lot more red than green uh, between Game Weeks 25 and Game Weeks 32. But let's see who we got here for a second. Next up is Spurs away. Okay, we know that Spurs concedes. So uh, with Lloris back, that's a little bit of a different story. But um, Spurs has conceded quite a bit this season. So not super worried about that. Uh, Then they're at home to West Ham in Week 26. Away to Leicester in week 27. Leicester has been porous in their defense, so no reason he can't score there. Arsenal at home in week 28. We know Arsenal gives up goals. And then uh, the Manchester Derby in game week 29. Now, Manchester United played extremely well at the Etihad uh, in the reverse fixture. But we do know that Man U has a tendency to give up goals, too. So... All that to say that even though there's a lot of red on that list of fixtures as far as FDRs go, um, you know, sometimes that gives a false sense of what's going on if you look at it and think of it. Really, Liverpool is the team that all of us probably have the most concern about any of our players who are going up against them, scoring on them. Because if it's Chelsea, United, Spurs, even Man City, um, you know, the likelihood of them conceding is is high-ish, especially for what we remember those clubs to be defensively. So I would say don't get too caught up in the FDRs and look more sort of just at what the numbers themselves are. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else. Pressing anything strategy wise, I don't think so. Again, just to sort of reiterate the sort of prevailing chip strategy. It's if you don't choose to wild card now and do what we talked about earlier, where you know the the goal is to accrue uh, more points by using your wild card early than you would if you used it late, <clears throat> but. If you do want to save your wild card, it's wild carding the week before the double game week, loading your team up of 15 players that play twice in that big double game week, and then using your bench boost chip in that week. So, you know, we get lots of questions uh, when it's sort of prime chip time of, you know, can I play this chip and this chip combined in a game week? The answer is no. So you want to play that. That wild card chip in the week prior to, you know, before that deadline of the game week before the big double game week so that that chip is played out in the preceding game week and then for that big double game week, you're able to use your bench boost chip. And then with the free hit chip, the prevailing strategy, the popular use for that is to um, use that during the big blank game week. Because if we have all of these teams uh, in a big double game week, all of those games are coming from somewhere. And that's usually from a equally as big or almost as big blank game week. So also remember that, you know, as, you know, it's only a handful of teams that are left in, uh, the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, not to mention, uh, you know, Champions League and Europa League. But just in the domestic cups, but whichever of those teams uh, advances and has a blank game week and a corresponding double game week, that goes the same for the the team that they were going to face in that blank game week. So let's just make it up and say Man City advances in one of the cups and uh, there's a conflict in schedules and they miss a game against Norwich. That means that right there, there's two blank games, two teams that don't play in that blank game week. But that also means that both of those teams will have doubles in a subsequent double game week. So really for every team that advances in the cups and is going to have a blank game week, you can double that number because their opponent um, has the same. So lots more to choose from than just a few teams, which is nice too uh, when you think about it sort of on that larger scale. All right, guys, that's going to do it ahead of game week 25. Hopefully together we can all get through this last game of game week 24. Um, by far, my least favorite game week—at least of this season, if not uh, in times past. Uh, last season, we used um, we used our triple captain on Agüero, and I think he got us like 51 points that game week. So if to go from there to three, you know, is a real kick in the balls, um, to put it bluntly. So, anyway, guys, uh, we wish you all the best. Keep hitting us up on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer, and uh, we'll get to as many of your questions as we can, and we will keep posting lots of information for you guys to use moving into future game weeks. So uh, best of luck. Let's see those green arrows. And until next time, we say peace and goodbye.